2: Robots Radio presents So here we are again on a Monday night, ready to talk about the last of our cryptids. This is the Fall of Lorecast. Welcome. I'm your host, Tom Robots, and I am here as usual on Monday night, 9 p.m. Eastern, 6 p.m. Pacific, twitch.tv slash robots radio with my very special co-host, Lainey. Who's wearing cat ears? Hello,
3: hi, Lainey. I am wearing cat ears. laney has got oh, a, hello.
2: all this awesome gear. She's like this big popular streamer now. She's got she's got cool gear. She's got like well, like a mechanical keyboard and a glow up mouse and cat, yeah, cat ear blows. headphones.
3: These glow too, but I can't figure out how to make it work. Ah, uh,
2: you'll we'll get, get it. There. You'll, you'll get there one of these days. <laughs> Holy crap! Well, you're just, like, blowing people away with your Twitch popularity. You are, like, Twitch streamer of the week, I hear. That was a thing. Somebody yeah. awarded you somewhere, probably. Oh. You. It, it's um, it's time for uh, alcohol somewhere around the world. Isn't that a thing that people say? <laughs> um so anyway we're back today we are talking about the last of our cryptids we've gone through a bunch of the cryptids that show up in the fallout games most of which show up in fallout 76 and this week we're discussing the wendigo the wendigo and in fallout 76 there's also a wendigo colossus but we're we're talking about the wendigo because the wendigo colossus is kind of a extension on that and there's some controversy that we wanted to cover ahead of getting into the nitty gritty details. Lainey, what's what's the deal with the controversy around the Wendigo? How does that work?
3: So it essentially boils down to cultural appropriation, mm-hmm. where which if you don't know what the real definition for that is, because it kind of gets tossed around recently, um, and sometimes for very good reason, but lots of people don't know what it actually means. So cultural appropriation is when people of a outside of a culture that's usually a minority culture, or you know, it's usually it tends to be white people taking other people's things, unfortunately. Yeah, traditionally. Well tra- um,
2: traditionally, and then you look back through the, yeah. say the twentieth century and the writing of books or the creation of movies, and often that has been done from the white American culture taking on other cultures and a simple representation of this would be like cowboys and indians right like that's not even the right name for who they are they're indigenous peoples and they all have different names because there's lots of different cultures and the way that the those old movies say in the 1950s would display that they would show the white folk as the cowboys and that would be more or less accurate to the way history was and then you would have the cultural appropriation of the Indian culture among those people and even the misrepresentation of the culture all of the stuff that goes on with that so it's kind of an overly simplified version of that but um, the appropriation part is when you go okay well now we're going to start wearing feathers like the native american people do and then you appropriate it even though you aren't actually doing it in the way that was originally intended or with respect to the culture you're just kind of taking it from them
3: right it usually has to do with a, a deep misunderstanding of what they're doing and people do it a lot of the times completely unintentionally which is why it can be hard to talk about because people will do it not realizing that they're doing something that's harmful mm-hmm. So yeah. with or, Fallout, for or example, or completely
2: misrepresenting what the original thing was in general at all. Right. Oftentimes they don't they don't even do it in the right context. Like the example of you know wearing feathers right. in your hair or something like that. that. That may not even have been done by the tribe that was that you're even referencing. Or yeah, there's a lot of complexity to it. But yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. It can get. And a lot of the time, up.
3: it can be okay to draw from these other sources, right? At the end of the day, we're all human. You want to share those things and appreciate them. But the key to doing it right is knowing where they come from. And because things end up kind of whitewashed and misrepresented, people don't ever get to learn where they began. And so you end up learning about things like voodoo, for example, in Hollywood, which. Has been blown out of proportion as this scary thing when in actuality it's an african religion right 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 so you see this in lots of contexts and it's
2: very much misrepresented and it's done through through the eyes of people who misunderstood what it was initially anyway and then it's of course layers upon layers of misrepresentation you know like people Mm -hmm. are referencing previous misrepresentations before they even get back to what the core of it actually is Um, And the cowboy thing could be exactly the same kind of thing here. And Fev in in chat even says that 70% of cowboys were actually minorities, which uh, I don't know if that's a statistically uh, legitimate fact. But if it is, then again, that's a misrepresentation of a culture. Um, So these are all things that are good to be aware of as we move forward with our understanding of human beings and respecting human beings and people's cultures and where they come from. How does this apply to something like the Wendigo?
3: So the Wendigo actually, unlike a lot of the other Fallout 76 cryptids, which you can find, uh, started in, you know, the United States area of North America, a lot of them more recently. So they're legends that came around in the last hundred years or so, a lot of them. This goes back quite a bit further and is still believed in even today, which is why, why it's a little weird to like Mm. repurpose it in a way that's not the original intention is because it's still relevant um it comes from the beliefs of algonquin speaking that's a language it's a language shared by multiple first nation tribes which are um like native americans right but in like the canada region Mm -hmm. um and there's a there's a handful of tribes that fall under this umbrella and they all have different kind of understandings of what a wendigo is but it's shared Throughout them, you know, this idea of a Wendigo and pretty much from all of them, it's agreed to be cannibalistic and supernatural and basically runs on greed and selfishness.
2: Right. And let me jump in here, too. Uh, this is all of this information is done based on our research and mostly Laney's research. Um, so if there's anything that we get wrong or wrong ish, then please understand that we're not claim i'm not saying you're getting this stuff wrong lady but i what i'm i always want to put the information out there that we are open to correction if there's something that we are you know truthish about but not fully there then please let us know and especially if you come from one of these cultures where you can shed a light on something in a way that maybe our sources were incorrect on then that's awesome. We, we can address that in a future episode and say this is actually the truth of this situation or this is what somebody informs us about. And we may have been incorrect with this. Um, continuing that conversation with humility is part of what makes learning things about all these different cultures and and information in general. Uh, good. I mean, it's part of it's part of the scientific process is being able to look at something and say, I wasn't 100 percent correct about that. This is I have more information now. Here's what I now know. So. Um, so tell you what, let's, let's, let's do our little vault sound and then we're going to get into the nitty gritty details about Wendigo's historically. All right. So we were jumping into this. We're saying, okay, uh, originally in most representations of this, Wendigo's are cannibalistic and supernatural. So how does that work?
3: So there's a few interpretations even underneath that. Some people believe that it was just a malevolent spirit, while others believed it was something that humans who either succumbed to things like cannibalism or just insurmountable greed would become because their souls were weak and the malevolent spirit that others would perceive as a Wendigo would overtake it. Like, so a a, human like the could corruption, become the
2: right? Like, like their spirits were corrupted by their selfish nature,
3: right? Yeah, they they become a physical embodiment of what it was considered to be wrong with their mind. Okay. Um. And so, yeah. So, in some cases, you have this idea of possession, whereas in others, it's really just a a supernatural entity. But in either case, it's something that these people consider to be real, and that is a, a genuine threat or perceived threat that they might encounter or that someone might turn into mm-hmm. um yeah it's kind of you know, it's kind of
2: similar uh in some ways to uh belief in western society of ghosts yeah something like 40% of the population actually believes in ghosts like mm-hmm. this is this is part of our cultural identity this is part of our our you know it's not specific to a religion It's a just a concept about something supernatural that many of us hold and many different people describe it in slightly different ways. You know, maybe it's a the, the spirit of somebody who passed away who had. Something left undone something unfinished and they refuse to leave. Maybe it was somebody who was killed in a very tragic sense and tragic way And so they're angry and so their spirit remains and they haunt a thing There's a lot of different representations of that throughout multiple cultures But very much in Western culture and and we can speak for American culture because that's where we're from Um, But yeah, if you look at statistics on this, it's something like 40% plus of Americans actually believe in ghosts, which is Which is kind of crazy. I I'm not going to say crazy because that's a derogatory term. It's kind of. uh, Unexpected from my perspective on it, because I come at these things from a very skeptical standpoint, but that's the way our culture handles it. And this seems very similar in that it's something that people from this culture kind of hold on to. And there's different explanations for how this actually works. And it tends to be supernatural. Um, So what else is going on with this?
3: so there's been some efforts to explain it uh scientifically of course in the same way people try to explain ghosts um or other supernatural phenomena you want to be able to give a reason as to if it is real how it could be but the attempts to do this have actually been in some ways more harmful and even more misinformed than actually genuinely scientific where uh, so there are some psychologists who believe in the concept of wendigo psychosis, which essentially is a label. You can kind of put it on any situation where a cultural fear of something ends up leading to the people succumbing to those things, which right. in theory right. sounds possible right it sounds like something that could happen you know if you're in a situation where you're obsessing over possibly becoming something that becomes your life you know you could spiral in that way
2: right it is also very it's it's also kind of connected to this idea that um the the kinds of psychosis that we suffer are often very much tied to our own belief systems so therefore somebody who might be of a catholic background might believe in something like uh demonic possession and so when they fall into some sort of psychological issue, oftentimes they describe that as demonic possession. Whereas somebody who isn't from that background who might believe in something like aliens may describe it as I was visited by aliens. They've taken over my mind, you know, or ghosts yeah. or, or something like that. It's often oftentimes the thing that we believe in as humans is very much directly tied to the way it, it is represented in our psychological uh, analysis.
3: Right. So, you know, in all of that, on the base surface level, this explanation seems like it could make sense. Right. It correlates the thing that they're afraid of with the thing that they might turn to when they are suffering from an intense mental illness. Right. Trying to come up with a solution Um, or just understand what is happening. The problem is that this label has been created from outside of the culture, not within it, and it lacks an understanding of the people within it. And what is actually going on Mm -hmm. and has done some more harm than good and when at first when i read it i was like oh that's interesting you know i'm incredibly interested in psychology and i wanted to know more but when i first started looking into actual cases that people have done reports on of this happening it started to kind of fall apart so (laughs) one of the most famous examples of this is really similar to the Donner party. And I saw someone in chat reference that, that maybe that's been chalked up to being a cannibal thing. And this is a really similar story. So there was a family from a, one of, one of the tribes that was, it was a winter. It was winter of what year? 1878. And they were starving and it was a father and Oh, his wife and a group of children, right? Mm-hmm. And eventually they died, and the oldest son was the last to die, and the father was alone. And decided that, you know, they all starved to death in the cold, he needed to survive, and he ate his family, which is very dark, oh, right? Yeah, very. And it's really easy to associate this with this idea of Wendigo psychosis for a couple of reasons. Mm-hmm. The first one, of course, being that these people... Would have a relation to the concept of the wendigo. The second being a suggested idea that they knew that food was nearby and he could have got, went in to get it, which on paper seemed okay at first, except when I started reading the facts, it doesn't make any sense. First off, these people starve to death. If they knew where food was and they could get to it, they probably would have. Right. And secondly, right. <laughs> the place that they reported the food to be was still another 25 miles away, yeah, and that's... he was alone in the winter starving.
2: Yeah. Yeah, 25 miles trudging through uh, through, <laughs> through snow-filled passes of mountains. Like that is no small feat. Especially right. when you're already starving because the amount of energy that that takes. I mean, to try to do that just in a regular condition and that's difficult um yeah i can't imagine i can't imagine that that would be easy to do
3: so that's the issue with a lot of these cases is that when you look at the facts of them there are very logical explanations to what happened in them or so they're either just like equally as far-fetched for like people tied things together that don't make any sense or they really are just normal murder cases one of the ones I came upon didn't even have anything to do with cannibalism It was literally just like some people killed each other and they were like oh must be the wendigo psychosis because they're just going to slap the label on it which doesn't make any sense right so that's not good
2: (laughs) yeah yeah that seems like misdiagnosis
3: yeah and so how this relates again to the cultural appropriation and all of those things is just that it casts a negative bias on a whole culture Because it makes it seem like these people are more likely to fall victim to this kind of insanity. That We're like, oh, no, like something bad might happen and they might eat each other, which is just not (laughs) fair at all. No,
2: no, it's not. (laughs) Yeah. Especially when a culture isn't known for very many things. um, Mm -hmm. People will latch on to the one thing they know about it and then use that to broad brush the entire culture, their entire entire people group. Um, We are as human beings we tend to be very prone to describing anybody on the out group. So anyone who we define as other as being other and also negative because of X or Y. Um, so we have to be very careful with
3: that. Right. So, so yeah, so that's, that's the end of the context essentially on that note. Um, you know, that's i mean that's pretty much it okay you really can't like you just gotta be careful with what you're doing you know you gotta try to understand the people that you're learning from first right right but that's all
2: well let's let's move into some of the details Uh, traditionally what are wendigos described as among among this culture
3: yeah so this is kind of across the board even if you look at the media that has come up this has remained pretty much the same Um, And the same goes for whether it's just a supernatural creature or something that a human turns into. It's pretty consistent uh, appearance wise. So you see someone who looks it's it's a humanoid creature, looks incredibly gaunt. Their skin is very tight over their bones. Their bones seem to stick out because of this. They're very thin. Their eyes might be sunken in. Usually like a pale gray dead complexion, you Mm know,
2: like somebody who's starving and willing to eat Humans in order to stay alive. Right.
3: Mm. There are in some. I can't speak for every single what everyone believes a Wendigo is like. I'm just kind of pulling together, you know, the pieces. Right. So there are some people who believe that Wendigos are actually much, much larger than humans because when they they consume humans, (laughs) and when they do, they actually. Grow in size relative to what they consume, which means that they're never satiated because they Ah. always need more because they're always getting larger.
2: Like a goldfish stuck in a in a pond that keeps getting moved to bigger ponds.
3: Yeah, I mean, yeah.
2: (laughs) Wendigo, it's the goldfish of cryptids.
3: The goldfish of cryptids. (laughs) 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 Oh man!
2: All right. So what else? What else do we know about them?
3: I mean, they got they got long, spindly fingers, which is my least favorite thing when it comes to these supernatural creatures. That's oof. You guys know like ghost videos and stuff, and people are like, "It's a rake," and the spindly hands and limbs. I don't like that at like,
2: all. Like salad fingers. That's salad a callback. Doesn't bother That's me a as callback. Much. <laughs> oh my belly basket! My belly basket. I can't. I used to be able to do good salad fingers. It's been a long time. <laughs> yeah. Marjorie Stewart-Baxter. Oh, um. <laughs> I don't think that's even the right name uh okay so spindly (laughs) long fingers i mean that's creepy there's something that's just naturally unsettling about really long fingers got it
3: right their body looks like it it was human and has just really just dealt with starvation for a long time and things are a little exaggerated you know because it's spooky it's not it's not supposed to be like easy on the eyes <laughs> right you know you have to imagine this in the same way as like <laughs> santa claus like if you're bad santa claus is gonna bring you coal it's like oh if you are selfish you're gonna turn into a window it's like you know it's like a scary bedtime story to like tell your kids to like make them behave
2: yeah yeah it's gonna I be don't scary know if they
3: use it like sure. that but in, in my head it fulfills the same cultural need
2: yeah yeah don't eat don't eat your friends or you might get really <laughs> long fingers
3: oh don't no don't do it don't do it <laughs> So yeah, so it's like a uh, what what a person would not ever want to be, right? It's like this sickly, strange looking person.
1: <laughs> it's yeah. really
3: quite simple. Yeah. Um, in terms of Fallout, and I'm not going to go into like details of like where they came from, or anything real quick. We'll get to that after the middle. After the break, yeah. But just in terms of how they behave, um, you'll usually find them like in groups, or you'll find them, um near or around feral ghouls Mm -hmm. which we'll Mm -hmm. get into in a little bit why that might be because there's some speculation Mm -hmm. about it all okay but it's fun so we can end this here
2: cool yeah so that's that's kind of the uh historical context of of the wendigo and the cultural context of the wendigo all right well let's move into the middle of the show and then we're going to come back and talk about how this actually plays out in the fallout games so here we go
1: Hello there, old chap. Good to see another of General Atomic's finest still eager to serve.
2: So this is the part of the show where we absolutely have to thank our patrons, our wonderful, wonderful patrons who support the show month after month. And I've got some good news for you guys, because normally... And since we've been doing these as live streams, we stick around after the show. You guys have probably heard me talk about stay for after the show. We'll have some office hours. I'll answer some questions for you. And a lot of times that turns into questions about fallout, questions about things that were discussed during the episode or also things like podcasting or creating videos or marketing your show and those kinds of things. So because we've been doing that after the shows, I decided, you know what I recorded anyway. Why don't I add it on for the patrons? So guess what? If you're already a patron or if you would like to be a patron, all of our patrons will now have access to the full extended versions of the shows. So if you're listening to this episode right now on Patreon, then make sure you stay tuned after... The credits at the end after the rope uh, this is been you've been listening to robots radio podcast or whatever happens at the end because you're probably going to get another 15 20 minutes of show and questions that people have been asking live in our chat room and of course if you'd like to be here live for our episodes then join us on monday nights twitch.tv slash robots radio and you can ask the questions yourself so lots of new stuff for people just to say thank you from us to you. I always like to give as much as I possibly can. And if you're interested in joining us and becoming one of our patrons, slash faultlorecast is the place to do it. There's links in the show notes. So thank you again to all of our patrons. You guys are amazing. All right, let's move on to the rest of the show. The show is brought to you by our patrons. I be the wrong button,
1: Patreon.com. The skies are marked with numberless sparks, each a fire. And everyone assigned. The
2: whole stream just blew up because I hit the wrong button and then Laney disappeared and came back. All right, we're back. I'm going to leave that in because it's hilarious. All right, Laney. So, what's the deal with the uh, Wendigos in game? How how what kind of information did you dig up? First of all, wait, wait, wait. First of all, we've been talking about Fallout 76. I know you've been playing a lot of different games on stream. And a lot of these cryptids you haven't come across yet in game. Yeah. You probably haven't seen one of these guys yet either, have you? No. Oh, maybe for man.
3: for
2: the better. Oh, man. They're good.
3: Apparently, they're fast.
2: They're fast. They're like... Okay, imagine a ghoul, right? You got, like, feral mm-hmm. ghoul, right? Kind of mostly human-shaped, kind of droopy skin, you know, like, kind of peeling off. You know, their clothes are going in tatters. All right, now imagine you took that and... You fused it with Gollum from the Lord of the Rings, right? Gave him like a little pot belly, kind of a more bulbous head. Extended the arms out a little bit, and made them like the hands all creepy and long. And they kind of, kind of move like this. And I'm flailing my arms around. This is really good audio for everybody. And uh, I feel like they're greenish, but maybe that's just the lighting in the different places where I've seen them. Most recently, <laughs> they're fast, they hit you hard, and they're super creepy. Super creepy. Those are the, just the regular, yeah, those are the re- regular wendigos. The wendigo colossi, colossuses, are even more magnificent creations. Have you seen them? Have you seen pictures of them?
3: No. I, oh, pictures
2: Pictures, yeah. yeah. Where they're like, they look like there's like three heads, there's like the little itty bitty feet that hang down, and then the long arms that they use as legs to walk.
3: Yeah! Yeah!
2: Yeah! It's Earl. Bad. Earl's one of them. Yeah, we we need to go fight Although Earl I one of do these days.
3: have in the game, I have the little plushie and it's in my it's on my camp.
2: You have a little Wendigo to in your if camp.
3: If you like activated, it, it makes a little Windigo noise. Yeah. I think it's really cute. But I showed it to CJ. I was like, "Look how cute it is," and it made like a grrr noise. And CJ was like, "Mmm, cute. Oh, nice. Okay, <laughs> great. Thanks."
2: Yeah, yeah. These guys. These guys are great. Um, So what have you come across in your research about them?
3: Okay. So, I mean, simply put, they have different forms. You can encounter scorched version. You can encounter, you know, whatever version, just like all the other cryptids. They also have the Colossus form, which is a whole lot of hoopla if you ask me <laughs> a whole lot of hoopla
2: yeah like combined body parts in in this wonderful amalgamation of this towering creature uh, uh yes it is yeah it, it's body horror basically
3: yeah That's what it is. it's body horror the <laughs> monster yeah body horror the monster yeah. um but in terms of lore there's not a whole lot but there's some there's some things we can speculate about and there is one story that is canonically linked to them so let's dive in yeah I'll ask dive you, do you want to do you want to do the speculation first or do you want to do that like
2: the speculation about the connection between the wendigos and the and, feral ghouls. and the feral ghouls
3: or do you want to do the the mostly confirmed backstory first well i can speculate because i i have some
2: thoughts on that um okay. because i, I like to, i like speculating i like trying to guess at what the writers are doing in movies and games and see if i'm accurate once we actually get the reveal um yeah. but then but then definitely we'll, we'll get into the more confirmed stuff so okay speculation you got cannibalism right feral ghouls ghoul feral ghouls we know are basically cannibals right they're humans who have mutated due to the fev and radiation and they've kind of not only changed their appearance to look more like zombies, but they're also kind of lost their minds. Whereas some of them maintain their minds and end up living very long, but they also gain resistance to radiation. So, you know, Ferraghuls feral ghouls attack humans. They are violent. They might actually eat them. Although, do we see gulls eating people? I'm trying to think. Do
3: they eat anything?
2: Do they eat anything? Because here's where I'm going with this. If feral ghouls can they
3: digest things
2: are Yeah, because ghouls can digest things. They must eat. But ghouls don't necessarily like the, the non-feral ghouls, the the same ghouls, the people who just have been ghoulified, it seems to be confirmed in the lore that they don't necessarily need to eat, but they can. That um, there are instances in the lore, and I covered this on one of the previous episodes, where they, you know, one was locked in a refrigerator for what seemed like decades, and somebody opened the refrigerator door, and out comes the ghoul, and he's still there. Um, You know, probably insane, but still alive. Uh, So if they eat people or they eat each other, then maybe that leads toward continuing their strange mutation into something that becomes more and more horrible and therefore they they turn into something that looks more like the Wendigo. They do physically have similarities in appearance. And I think that was the thing that was mm. most striking to me when I first came across Wendigos in game is that there's that same kind of humanoid but no longer human appearance. They look like the Wendigos in game look like they came from people that were then changed into something rather than say like the sheep squatch doesn't look like a person. It looks like a sheep that happens to walk on its back legs and is like this hulking monstrosity. It doesn't look like it evolved out of a person. Does that make sense? It just happens to have features that are humanoid, whereas something like uh, Wendigo seems to have been a person that was changed into something that is now further away from a person rather than a sheep that has changed into something that is closer to the shape of a person. It's the opposite Mm -hmm. direction. Um, So, I think that would be my speculation on it. What do you think?
3: That's interesting speculation. I, of course, uh, having done research, have already encountered other people's thoughts. Mm-hmm. Um, as far as we know, there is no no correlation between ghouls becoming Wendigos or them actually being related, although people do think that they are because they are similar in appearance. They both um, don't really get any damage from radiation, you know, they're resistant, mm-hmm. stuff like that. So they are very similar. Um, But I think this might have less to do with them actually being related and more to do with them both just coming from the same source, which is people and radiation. Mm -hmm. So, and this kind of ties into what the what the lore that we do know is. So we can get there in a second. Um, But yeah, it is it is really interesting that people have come to think that they are similar. And there is even more to kind of lead to that because you do encounter them not fighting each other they they'll right. just be near right. each other and they so, won't
2: there is a specific place that you go in a quest to find a Wendigo in a cave and pretty much the majority of the enemies that you come across in uh, you come across some other stuff too like there's some myrlocks i think down there but a lot of the enemies mm-hmm. in that area are feral ghouls before you actually get to the Wendigo um so I think that's part of the connection to what I was thinking when it uh, because you when you see them at a distance the humanoid shape and then when they come running at you it's very similar. The Wendigo looks different but there's definitely a lot of times that you see yeah Wendigo cave is what it's called. Um when you see them at a distance and you're not sure okay is that the no no that's, that's just another ghoul. Is that a Wendigo? No, that's another ghoul. And then you finally see one and go okay now that's the Wendigo. Um mm-hmm. because they're similar enough that in in a dark cave you may not necessarily be sure which thing you're coming up on.
3: Yeah, and that's you know it. That's a really interesting point. I also think that with the layout of like you have to encounter all the ghouls before you can have the Wendigo, it can kind of prepare you to think like, oh, this is like this is the ghoul of all ghouls. <laughs> you know, you can tie those things together pretty easily. Mm-hmm. So maybe you know maybe those things are correlated. Maybe we don't know. Um, here's what we do know is so specifically in Wendigo Cave that is where the Wendigo comes from in the games. The Wendigo that you met, I don't know that it's the first one, but I do know that that's where the first one was created. So there was a cannibalistic raider tribe called the Gor- Gourmands.
2: The gourmands yeah.
3: They no longer exist, um, not due to Wendigos, but just due to a combination of scorched and other wasteland factors, radiation, that sort of thing. Yeah. They just... They just got kind of destroyed. Difficulties
2: um, with survival. <laughs> Let's yeah, just say. but
3: they were, they were cannibals and they were pretty weird. They used to try to use human flesh as currency instead of caps. Which is weird like,
2: because how do you define how much human flesh is worth what?
3: I mean, how do you define how many caps is worth what?
2: Each cap is the same size. Are you like, okay, here's an ear. Okay, here is a square inch of flesh from a thigh. <laughs> are these equivalent i don't don't know know. i don't don't know
3: but when you consider that they would eat them maybe maybe they did have a system
2: it was maybe just weight they're like this is how
3: much this is this amount of food
2: oh just body weight just just weigh the human meat and just be like all right three pounds all right that's worth (laughs) three pounds right there (laughs) yes that means that means if you find if you find and murder a fatty fat fat person like really big big boy Big boy's been eating lots of, big boy. lots of burgers uh, That person is worth way more Than somebody Well I guess it makes sense because you, you have more to eat
3: Yeah well I don't want to go into cannibalism facts But actually <laughs> a very athletic person Would taste better than a very facts. fat
2: person Right because they'd be less fatty You'd have more uh, yeah. more lean meat on them They would be in the 99% fat free section Of the grocery store as opposed to the mm-hmm. like you know ninety ninety five percent fat free Whatever <laughs> Anyway, anyway,
3: you know, so there's the gourmands <laughs> and they they're a cannibalistic raider tribe and they don't exist anymore. But what we do in all of them is a few creepy facts and that they once had a leader who was banished and he was banished to the Wendigo cave.
2: To live he was all on his own for the rest of his life as a hermit in safety, right?
3: In safety, except. Uh oh he's a cannibal what and he's like evil he's part of a raider tribe so what do these things mean what do raiders like to do they like to raid and pillage and take things and fight people they don't make their own stuff
2: they just take it from other people
3: right so it sounds like he's pretty greedy and he likes to eat people and now he's in a cave by himself for how long in radiation i wonder what will happen
2: so here's the real question chat It's a chicken and egg question. Was the cave called the Wendigo Cave before he showed up? Or was it called the Wendigo Cave after he turned into a Wendigo? Which was first? The chicken or the Wendigo Egg? Or the- well, the Wendigo, or the... cave Either way! It's a puzzle. It's a puzzle. It's a puzzle. Quite puzzling. All right. Well, so basically, that's the idea then, right? He shows up, he goes to the cave.
3: He goes to the cave. That's the Wendigo you come across. And just fixated with his bloodlust. Yeah. And he becomes the first Wendigo. So it's thought that all of the other Wendigos somehow came from him, Mm. which is strange. You know, this idea of.
2: He sired the other Wendigos.
3: But it doesn't seem like he's created them although if this is true you could make them more like it's not like ghouls are procreating so like wendigos you you could just end up with more of them for more raiders i guess i guess you could but also when i i hadn't thought about them happening naturally and i was like man what if ghouls and wendigos are like having babies I, like, this is I don't, don't think that happens
2: because the, the, the body parts that they need to do that fall off pretty early in the whole uh, yeah. body deteriorating thing. That's occurred thing. to me now. Yeah. Yeah, that's, that's so fun. I've mentioned this on a previous show about how like, basically ghouls are zombies. Did I mention it on this previous show? Yeah. I've, I do so many shows now I don't even remember. But um, yeah, in the real world like every representation of zombies is wrong because they'd all be walking around with their pants around their ankles because they waste away like, unless they had suspenders, then the suspenders didn't slip off their shoulders. Zombies would all not have pants. No pants. Hmm. No pants zombies. And I, I guess maybe maybe <laughs> Fallout's the first one to do it, right? Because often the the ghouls are either just in tattered or just naked, right? They're just kind of like naked, feral monsters, right?
3: Yeah, I don't so. know. They're like... <laughs> you can't tell in what's skin nope, 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 what's nope, clothes. Nope, nope,
2: nope. Yeah, sometimes it's hard to tell. <laughs> it's all just kind of mushed together yeah, yeah, the pants eventually could deteriorate. But like early zombie pandemic, you go a few weeks where their bodies start to waste away. the The fat around their waists, unless they're really skinny with like a belt cinched around their bones, would deteriorate. And then the pants would just slide off over time, right? Mm-hmm. Just like imagine wearing a loose pair of pants and just never pulling them up. How long would That's how many honestly- steps How many steps would it take for them to just eventually fall off of you? And then they'd be running that's around so with them around, around their ankles. Yeah. So Pantalus, Can you imagine
3: playing like Donald the Last Duck. Of Us? Yeah, we'll be dealing with a bunch the of Donald are Ducks. Naked. Yeah.
2: Yeah. Yeah. Just running at you with their lower body parts just out, you know, in the wind. Um, so yeah, that's what we got here. Uh but yeah, the, the ghouls often are naked and the Wendigo is often naked as well. Uh glowing in many cases and um yeah. And then there's it's the very the col- big and the very the, so large
3: because they eat so much.
2: And that might be part of it. And then and there's the Colossus figure. ones. And so here's the question. The Colossus ones. We're going to have to dig into this in a future episode. Earl turns into a Colossus. Uh, there's a girl in the settlement who talks about her dad missing. That's Earl. There's a connection to it. But what caused him to become a Wendigo Colossus? Like, is there more to it than yeah. that? And why multiple heads? There's something going on there, so
3: it, well. Hmm. So in what I saw, it, it was just like more mutations. But multiple heads is a really weird thing because you would think that each head can function on its own. Do mm-hmm. they each have their own brain?
2: Right, right. Extra brains. Is it like? Is it like a? Uh, what are they in? Um, ah, in World of Warcraft, the big ogre guys, ogres with the, with the two heads. Like, is it like in Monty Python where the guy has the two heads, the knight with the two heads, and then they argue with each other? gets to decide what they do i don't know all right well that's about as far as we can go with with wendigos and the wendigo colossi unfortunately
3: there really isn't much else in there yet
2: yeah not else Uh, but you know they could add more i uh, this could be a thing to expand on
3: and i think you know it so with fallout i don't think that they intended to do anything uh culturally insensitive and -hmm. in some ways you know, in terms of the the origin story, they've played with what is considered to be how windows are created. You know, mm-hmm. is it a supernatural being? Not really. But that's because Fallout plays well, in to, the world of radiation and had to pick one.
2: Right. They got to pick something. right? And Fallout does so, play with ghosts and supernatural stuff. But it, it makes more sense to have a connection to like, here's the storyline of a character who went through this terrible thing, decided to become or became very greedy a cannibal and therefore turned into a Wendigo, like that. Right, that just lines all right up.
3: I to say, it is a little strange. So, like, they did a great job of all of that, but of course, there is still there's no callback to where Wendigos originally come from, and it still is just like a this awful person turned into this this monster story. Right, right. so I can see it's how interesting that would be. to take a well known creature. Like all the other cryptids are very true to their roots, and the Wendigo isn't. You know, that's the issue. If there is one, that is where it is. And it's the same thing, just, you know, to wrap this all up with other games that also do this, especially with Wendigos. There are other Until Dawn does it. There's mm-hmm. more. There's shows and things that include Wendigos in them. And most of the time they don't, they aren't done sensitively, you know, and I don't think that's on purpose. Of course, I think that yeah. they're doing what they can. and what they, yeah. they just don't know better.
2: Well, like I mentioned before, oftentimes people will appropriate an idea from somebody else who already used that idea, not knowing right. that there's a, a history. I mean, how often do you do the full research behind a concept before you just use it as a fictitional work? Right. You know? Especially when just it's just think, oh, lumped I've in. heard of
3: this monster and I think it's right. really cool and creepy.
2: Right, especially yeah. when it's lumped in with other monsters. You're like, oh, that's an American monster from some culture. That's another American monster right. from some culture. And okay, we'll just use them and we'll just kind of build on the lore that we already understand from popular culture without actually mm-hmm. getting to the source. That makes sense. Also, uh corrected, the, the Monty Python knight had three heads. You're right, there were three heads. Uh, like a out.
3: Wendigo Colossus. Like a
2: Wendigo Colossus! Monty Python is... Earl, the Wendigo Colossus. There you go. Get the
3: red string out.
2: They need to uh, get John Cleese to voice the the actual voice of the Wendigo Colossus, Bethesda. If you're listening, John Cleese, Wendigo Colossus. You already have him working on stuff, or previously had him working on stuff for Elder Scrolls Online. So I'm sure you know his phone number. All right. Well, thank you, Laney. This has been very, very cool. Um, and also, thank you, Chat, for being here. If you guys have any questions or thoughts about this, hang on. We'll be talking a little bit more about this after the end of the episode and also if you have questions about podcasting or anything else. Lainey, you have anything else going on you want to talk about before we head out?
3: Just streaming stuff mostly. Yeah? So what's going on with streaming lately? I so much. I today we finished <laughs> the Dark Brotherhood quest line.
1: Ooh, the in Skyrim or in Oblivion, in Skyrim,
3: Skyrim, in Skyrim. In Oblivion. I was oh, gonna oh, I for some reason I thought you said in Fallout, and I was like that doesn't make any sense. No, no,
2: Oblivion. That
3: did make sense. Yeah. No, it was in Skyrim. Yeah. Um, although I do want to stream Oblivion, and I can, so I will eventually. I
2: can and um, I will.
3: I can and I will. So we're doing that. I'm gonna be doing. I'm gonna be playing around with Fallout One and Two soon. So if anyone wants to see those, that's very exciting. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. And it'll be my first time with them too. And they are very different than the newer games. So that's gonna be really cool. Um, what else? We are playing through Prey, which is fun. It's another Bethesda game. Mm-hmm. We're playing through. There's some Fallout, other Fallout here and there. I started Assassin's Creed Odyssey, which I never played. Man, it's just like
2: playing all the games.
3: I'm playing all the games. Oh. What else am I playing? Oh, I'm playing um, Dead Island, because we started it for, like, oh. Spooky Month. So yeah. if you want some zombie games, we got that. We had something else, too. Oh, Dark Souls. Man. Yes, two days ago, I defeated two bosses my first try. Wow. In one, one stream. Wow. Yeah. That's crazy. Which ones? Yeah. Which ones were they? The... The
2: butterfly one? Uh-huh. The butterfly that one? I can't remember their
3: names. And uh-huh. then the,
2: the gargoyles. And the gar- oh, the gargoyles are hard. They can be tough. Nice Ta-da! work. Nice That's work. very exciting.
3: But I could not have done it without the help and tips and instruction of my incredible guest expert roommate, Corey.
2: <laughs> yeah. Thank you, Corey.
3: <laughs> Thank you, Corey. <laughs> but he's great. He really, like, when we do that stream, we do it together. You know, like, that is definitely, like, he is a guest on the stream. And it's really fun. Like, mm-hmm. he's created his own kind of culture around it. People call him Dark Daddy. <laughs> so he's his own thing now. It's so funny. He's your Dark people, Daddy. People come into my other streams and they're like, Where is he?
2: <laughs> wow. <laughs> All
3: right. All right. So, you know.
2: You can have a picture that you can just kind of put up on screen when he's not there and be like, Here's Dark Daddy.
3: There he is. <laughs> <laughs> it's very funny. Yeah. Oh, also, I have uh so my, my cats are named sushi and noodle uh-huh. and on on my discord which you can join if you want to anyone's welcome anyone and everyone but also on my twitch now you can unlock them for from subscribing you can get noodle cat and sushi cat emotes where they're literally the foods turned into cats
2: oh they're man very cute very cute oh
3: yeah and Sarah just dropped a noodle cat in yeah chat. Spam, I them. The- spam them spam
2: them the chat if you got them spam them yeah. yeah awesome awesome stuff well it sounds like you're having a blast. Um, yeah, we yeah. raided you today. So speaking and of that, speaking it was of streaming, lovely. yeah, I was playing uh, Elder Scrolls Online with, with the mm-hmm. community and walking on my treadmill, which I've been doing for the last uh, week plus now, I'm doing almost four miles a day, almost two hours of walking.
3: That's awesome.
2: Yeah. And um, playing Elder Scrolls Online and we uh, did some questing and elsewhere and then um, we ended up in uh, doing some Dark Brotherhood stuff. Uh, We hunted down and assassinated a lady in one of the That's so
3: funny. Plosmer
2: villages. Yep. We both did
3: Dark Brotherhood
2: today. (laughs) Yeah, these are like not mainline quests too. This is a whole section in the game where there's a book and you can open up the book and it has descriptions of people who should be taken out but it's not a main quest. It's like a bonus quest and as you take them out they're like red ghosts of them fill these pillars in the Dark Brotherhood uh, cave, or whatever the the base is, yeah, yeah, it was real good. <laughs> so, yeah, no, it's it's been good. We've been having a lot of fun. So, come by the stream, um, either of our streams, and come hang out with us. We'd love to have you guys come on by. Um, I'll I'll be back tomorrow with the Fallout Hub at five PM on Twitch.tv/slash The Fallout Hub. So, come check that out as well. And I think that's pretty much it, Lainey.
3: Yeah, if anyone's interested, tomorrow we're doing pray in the morning. It's our third episode, so we're not super far into it. We can catch you up if you want to see it and you can ride out the rest of the ride with us. Um or what else we're we doing? Oh, twice a week I explore indie games and we're starting Undertale tomorrow.
2: Oh cool. I heard that's really good.
3: Yeah. So yeah. if anyone wants to get in on pray or Undertale, you can get you in go. there.
2: There you go. All right. Yeah. Well thank you everybody for hanging out. It's good to see everybody as usual, and stay tuned if you are a patron or you're in chat, we'll be answering your questions after the end of the show. All right, guys, talk to you next week. Until then, stay safe, don't eat other humans, and try not to turn into a wendigo because that's probably not a good idea. All right, see you later. to plug into everything else we're doing check out robotsradio.net. also look up the robots radio youtube for videos about fallout and other things and check us out on twitter twitter.com slash robots this podcast was brought to you in part by our patrons at patreon.com slash fallout lorecast including our tier 5 patrons fire and azen thank you so very much for your support Awesome. Awesome show, guys. Thanks for being here. So, uh, Saber says, I was thinking of drinking alcohol and playing Undertale on Sunday. That's, Saber
3: turns 21 on Sunday. That sounds
2: kind of crazy. Take it easy. Don't uh, don't drink too much. Be safe. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, if you guys need to leave, then feel free, feel free to go. But if you want to hang out and ask some questions um, about this episode or anything else going on with Fallout, or about podcasting, streaming, videos, content creation marketing yourselves social media any of that stuff we're happy to answer some questions
3: we have a theory in the chat about wendigos and aliens
2: yeah what's the theory about wendigos and aliens? well it's not
3: there yeah fev dweller oh fev dweller pop it in
2: fev what's your what's your theory wendigos and aliens fev's Fev's got lots of theories he's he's always thinking about this stuff and his name has been fev fev dweller for years. We've known each other since, what, it's been like six or seven years now, Fev? Um, so yeah, you can tell he's a legit original Fallout fan. You can just tell. Um, so yeah, any any questions, feel free to toss them out. Um, ghoulified abominations, Fev says. You th- Wait, wait, wait. Abominate, hold on. Like the
3: alien abominations? The alien
2: abominations on Mothership Zeta are then ghoulified and turned into
3: Wendigos? That's scary.
2: That seems weird. So, would the aliens have been... have, like, dropped them onto the planet? So, we've got the, uh... the Flatwoods monster, which is, like, an alien that's floating around doing whatever he's doing on the planet. Um equipped in a suit, right? He's got like a suit on. He looks like looks like he wasn't like left there. But why would they be why would they be dropping off abominations and then they get ghoulified, and yet we don't run into the abominations. Mm. Um, will we do an an episode on the bird cryptid at on Seneca Rocks? There's not a whole lot to it. Uh it's tricky to do episodes on things like that cuz it's almost all speculation. Um it's not enough
3: Speaking to really of birds, today in Skyrim, there was, like, a pigeon. I don't remember. It looks like, it, you know, a small bird. But it was, like, it was, like, a just, like, the 3D model of the bird. And it was just rolling down solitude, like, on the road.
2: <laughs> just just rolling.
3: rolling. And then um, it rolled back up. Like, it wasn't, like, rolling because of, like, actual physics. It was just, like, rolling around. Rolling around. It was so that's funny. That's weird.
2: Like, the physics weren't yeah. even applying anymore. Feb says, so yeah. the design of them does seem very proto-Wendigo. Yeah, maybe. Maybe. Uh, uh Nekomata says, I'm gonna I'm going to make an Animal Crossing comic where a mysterious character took Isabel's paintings and Kid Cat is going to be the hero and try to find the thief is like a murder mystery integration story.
3: Okay. Um, Love me some Animal Crossing. Kid Cat.
2: Who's Kid Cat? Isabelle. I know Isabella. I don't know who Kid Cat is. Isabel is the best. Yeah, I don't know. Who's the Kid Cat? I don't know who the Kid Cat is. What's
3: the purple cat's name?
2: Uh I don't know. Wow. I can hear those clicks on your t- on your keyboard. <laughs> <laughs> uh, if you look at Kid Dempsey's,
3: Cat. He's the one Kid he Cat. has like, he looks like he's wearing a little helmet all the time. He's one of the junk ones. I don't know Kid Cat. What's the purple cat's our
2: island, name? Our island doesn't have Kid Cat. We have we have one of the other cats. Kid Cat Animal Crossing.
3: Bob. Oh,
2: he looks like he's got like a, like a race car helmet or a space helmet or something on.
3: Yeah, he's like NASCAR cat. I don't know that I've ever seen him. He's cool. He's a cutie pie. Yeah. I want a cat on my island so bad I don't have any. I have a koala, though.
2: Mm. Yeah, we have uh, Stitches. Stitches is the best. He's like a Stitches little Stitches is
1: pretty. He's like a little kid.
2: Um, Fev continues and says uh, and if you look at the Wendigo in the animated trailer, the Wendigo looks a lot like the Abominations. Maybe. Maybe. I I wonder though, like, why have we not come across Abominations? Or are we going to in the future? What
3: if, what if, if we do want to tie together those two things? Aliens and Wendigos. Because there is a seemingly canonical reason why Wendigos exist, but there's only one. What if, you know, we could be like, oh, aliens are picking picked that one up, created the clones of it because they were curious, uh-huh. and now those are the other ones. Hmm. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. I- maybe the colossus ones. That's where they come from. That's why they're so different. Is because they've they've toyed around with them.
2: Maybe. Yeah. Interesting. Uh, thank you, Adobe Creative Cloud, for letting me know four fonts were activated. That's the worst. Why does it why does it send notifications for that? Like, I don't care. <laughs> don't tell me that. Um and they have four digits per hand, like the abominations. That's interesting. I hadn't I hadn't that considered that. I think I think it would be really cool. I think it'd be really smart for Fallout 76 for the people who do Fallout 76. Like they're doing the Brotherhood stuff. It's coming out very, very soon. It's part one of two things. There was some new news about that. I think one of the next things they need to do over the next year or two is more alien stuff. I think people would love it because it's been a while since we've had much to do with aliens. We've had Mothership Zeta back in Fallout 3, Fallout 3 expansion. Very little in aliens. There was a little bit in aliens uh, in Fallout New Vegas, but not a whole lot. Uh, Very, very little in Fallout 4, right? Fallout 76, we get the Flatwoods monster, which is clearly an alien. So they're there. We need more aliens. We need more aliens. What
3: would you want?
2: Um, I think it would be cool if there were abductions happening to some of the people that you, you become friends with, whether they're brotherhood people, uh, settlers, or um, raiders. And aliens are now, like, people are disappearing, and there's a whole mystery about where they're going and what's going on with that. And then you are somehow able to crack the mystery and summon, like, a spaceship And then you go through some sort of abduction thing similar to, um, but not exactly like Mothership Zeta. I think that would be cool. Um, I also think it would be really cool to have kind of a a secret alien invasion happening where because of all the bombs being dropped, the aliens have uh, noticed Appalachia due to all the bombing activity. And now there are, you know, more Flatwoods monsters or patrols of aliens that you come across or abominations. Something like that. Plus, you could, yeah, sell tinfoil hats and all sorts of, you know, alien stuff.
3: The Sims has an expansion that does all of that.
2: (laughs) There you go. There you go. Yeah,
3: just turn it, slowly turn
2: it into The Sims. That's what I'm talking Mm. about. Yeah. Uh, you got a link for your references? Yeah, go for it. Yeah, for, feel free to share a link. The institute, but they went back in time. Ooh, wouldn't that be weird if we had like, uh, yeah, if we had um, synths show up, like a few synths that somehow went back in time and they show up, kind of like the Terminator. What if we had a Terminator? They quest can line?
3: already teleport. They How can hard already it teleport to, to yeah. combine the things.
2: Yeah, to go through time. Or what if you tied in the destruction of the Institute in Fallout 4 with triggering like Some sort of experiment they had and the explosion actually sends part of the Institute through like a time hole back in time and now all of a sudden we've got synths running around in 200 years previous uh, In you know Appalachia or wherever that would be really cool They mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, have no sense to have an alien blaster are not be able to get the ammo Yeah, and there's there's a bunker where there was experiments being done on one of the aliens in 76 if you look for it Uh, There's some hints that that might be what was going on there Yeah, that'd be cool stuff. I think it'd be neat. I think it'd be neat to have more aliens or alien stuff back back to the chopper All right any other questions guys any other thoughts on any of this stuff uh, before we for close off the episode also, everybody, everybody who's in here, who was, uh, who had visited me or Lainey earlier uh, on our streams, thank you guys so much for being there. Um, we really do appreciate getting to hang out with everyone and chat. Uh, makes Makes my day. I'm sure it makes Lainey's day too. Technically, in order to teleport, you also need to travel in time, since space and time are the same thing. That's true. The problem with space time is that time only seems to travel in one direction, but space can travel in bidirectionally, according to each of the. You know, ex- uh, axes. the axis of time seems to only flow in one direction. That's one of the complications. does it, with it.
3: seem like it, or is that just how we perceive it?
2: Able to only listen on Pandora, Kickass Live Show, woo! Follow Wizard. Yeah, thanks for being here. Follow Wizard Four Twenty. Um, um, maybe. I mean, there, there's there's a question of causality. How does causality work backwards? Mm-hmm. Uh, now we're getting in over. Well, what if
3: the effect is the cause?
2: It doesn't. You can't reverse it. If if that was true, then you'd be able to reverse it within the frame of reference. Like, for example, I can, like, a drink can move, let's say on the, this is the x-axis, can move this way on the axis, but it can also move this way on the x-axis, mm-hmm. right? Uh, if causality is tied to time in the same way that objects can be tied to this to this axis in that way, I would both be able to cause the drink to fall by pushing it, but also caused the drink to come back by pulling. Like <laughs> it doesn't. You can't. Did have, you see Tenant? You can't have reverse. No, probably causality. not, right?
3: Because you. It's quarantine. Tenant mm-hmm. came out. I saw it because the theater was practically empty, and Corey worked there, and so we knew it was safe. But um, it. Ooh, ooh! There's some time stuff in there. Big recommend. Hmm. There's a lot. The first half was like this is a slow war movie and then the second half was like "Ooh, (laughs) he got us
2: (laughs) I have to check it out One question. I guess this is our last question One question Tom. Aliens Aliens There you go That's my answer I need to zoom out so I can This way This way Aliens aliens <laughs> I Can't I can't get the camera to do right because I'm still too close to it anyway, whatever All right, well There you go. Hi right, guys. Well, thanks for being here. We're gonna head out Um, See you tomorrow. I'm gonna try and stream during the day tomorrow if at all possible uh, but then we've got the fallout hub at five and Then I'll be back on Wednesday with the Dungeons Dragons forecast and more walking on my treadmill so all right guys have a wonderful night we'll see you later bye everybody